I'm Kyle Sapara, the Eagle of the New England Free Jacks, and you're listening to the Jacks Rangers. Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. We have made it. Welcome to round one of MLR. The season is right here. We're at the finish line. We're about to cross the finish line. Nola, boy, oh boy. Welcome to Revenge Week. Hit that theme music, baby. Once again, welcome to Revenge Week. If that theme music doesn't get you fired up, you must not be breathing. Here we go, baby. First week of MLR, all our hopes and dreams are still intact. Everybody is 0-0. Let's see if we can get that big-time win down in New Orleans this weekend on Saturday. I believe the broadcast is on FS2. Huge spotlight for our Free Jacks to get the job done down there in New Orleans. First thing we always like to do here at the Jacks Rangers Show is talk about our one and only sponsor at the moment, and that would be the Jacks Rangers Show Merchandise Store. So that is going to be found at www.jacks.com rangers.com forward slash store we actually redid a lot of the merchandise over the weekend guys you know we do have that new logo rangers so i wanted to put that on all of the new merchandise some new collections as well so my last week's rant about minimum expectations for this team has found its way onto four different variations of t-shirt we've got a get your ass in the playoffs t-shirt where it comes in navy blue and red and also we've got a pg if you will version of that shirt that says please proceed to the playoffs and that is in navy blue and red as well go check that stuff out wanted to give you a quick update about the charity as well it's called phil's last ride we are benefiting massachusetts youth rugby we're up to 260 dollars on that which is on gofundme.com the whole premise of it is i'm growing out a carolina waterfall mullet for the entire season after the season over with is it over with after we win the shield of course i'll be shaving it off as well as as long as we get to a thousand dollars the Eagle himself, Kyle Sequeira, will be joining me and cutting off his mullet. His will grow back. Mine probably won't. I'm, you know, going bald here. So this is why it's called Phil's Last Ride. Any and all donations will be greatly appreciated for youth rugby in Massachusetts. So here's the lineup, guys. The first thing we've got going on here is the Outriders NOLA preview. That's going to be the first thing that you're going to hear after this little segment here. The next thing is we've got a very, very special guest here. Got him on the show. His name is Ollie Engelhart. He is the director of marketing for the Free Jacks, if that name sounds familiar, for the past couple seasons, he was also the backup scrum half for our Free Jacks. So very familiar face, loved every minute of having him on. He's a fantastic guest. He's definitely in the in the top five, if you will, of our guests. I think uh, me and Dave both agree that he was a fantastic guest. Really happy to have him on. He is the pride of Hong Kong, a Hong Kong citizen, a very great interview, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to enjoy what he has to say. He has a very interesting perspective, having been a player for this team and now now at the executive level within the Free Jacks organization. So finally, after that, I'll come back and close up shop as always. That's what we do around here with our Revolutionary War quote of the day and also today in American Revolutionary War history. So I appreciate your time. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Revenge Week. Nola, we're coming for that ass. Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. We're here. This is Round one, we are ready, baby. It's been a long off season. We were so patient, and now we're here. Dave McVeigh is with me to break it all down. 
The NOLA preview is happening right now. Dave, how the hell are you? I am doing very well, Phil. It is great to be here, and I am so excited that we are finally doing a real match preview. We have Major League Rugby hit right in the face at the beginning of February, and I am excited. Yeah, this is awesome, man. So excited. And uh, let's talk about NOLA. This is, of course, New Orleans NOLA Gold. Um, they've lost a couple key players in their squad. First guy that I'm going to mention here is Captain Kyle Bailey. He's uh, floated off to Toronto, which is um, uh, his home country. He is Canadian, uh, Canadian cap international, huge loss in terms of leadership. Now, keep in mind, Nola Knight Osborne, who is their head coach from the beginning of this franchise, has also been jettisoned out of the club uh, for whatever reason now. So they're, they're without their coaching leadership and they're also without their on-field leadership coming into the season. Not only that, their starting scrum half for the past four years or so is now playing for the Free Jacks. That is Holden, the vampire younger. He has flown his way up to New England. A huge get for the Free Jacks. Um, not only that, there's another guy that kind of is flying under the radar that is not going to be a part of this squad for the foreseeable pu uh, future. He is rookie of the year, Andrew O'Gara. He is a flanker. He broke his leg against the um, the All Blacks while playing for the Eagles. Might be done for the season. He's definitely not playing in this game. Um, some other inf information that I've gathered uh, from sources throughout the Internet and stuff like that. NOLA has the lowest imports in the entire league, lowest number of imports, which is kind of interesting. So that to me means there's, there might not be a lot of depth on this team, not, not a lot of talent. Like the starters, you know, they, they're starters for a reason. They can probably play with the, you know, against anybody in the league. But once you start getting into the substitutes, like I, I wonder about them. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I think we are going to see some effects of the number of players in, in leadership positions that they've lost. Another another huge guy is uh, Christian Dominguez, mm -hmm. who uh, has departed for Austin. He is a winger and was their top try scorer. So you're spot on that they're really going to be looking for a new look. I mean, they've lost a, a lot of the people who um, – dictated their play style holding younger who you mentioned any scrum half does a tremendous amount of communicating on the field um so what it really is is a question of just how quickly can uh came thompson the new coach he was assistant before it's not new so he doesn't have to build new relationships with the guys right um, and they already know how he thinks and operates although presumably you know, he didn't have obviously he didn't have full control as an assistant coach, so I'm sure he'll be changing some things. But there's a familiarity there that gives them some advantage. But even with that advantage, it's, you know, tough to bring in a new head coach, change things over and lose that many high profile players all at the same time. Right. Um, and like I mentioned, top try scorer Dominguez, that means they're really going to have to find um, a new way to get those points on the board. Right. Um, there are some bright spots for them. Their back row is still really stacked. Even with the loss of Bailey, they're really looking good. Um, another really good pickup uh, for them has been Aaron Matthews, who's one of the uh, draft or, uh, first draft picks. Uh, he went fifth overall in the first MLR draft, um, and he's a center. So, you know, they're 
like the free jacks you know one of the things they offer is a chance to see these young up-and-coming players and matthew's one to keep an eye on mm, okay. so um that's the upside of them being pretty domestic now whether it has that depth impact that you mentioned um we'll we'll see uh this coming week but i think that you're probably right and that we'll see new england i i don't want to say able to control the match but i think that this is a good first match and hopefully it will give them a, a really good chance to do what they need to do which is essentially the same task that the that nola has before them which is come together and gel under a new head coach a new system yeah. um, we have not lost as many high profile players as they have so um, i would expect that to play in our favor and would anticipate that we'll look a little bit more cohesive on the pitch than they do um, but i'm really looking forward to finding out if that's true i will say that nola does have a great addition in harley wheeler um, into the squad. He was formerly with uh, Rugby ATL and has now joined NOLA. Um, I think he can be like a star in the making. He was uh, he was last year with the Sevens program, so he, he's a guy that can flat out run uh, like the wind. I believe he plays winger in 15, so we'll see him, I'm sure, uh, tearing it up down there in NOLA. I just feel I feel good about the game. Uh, should we feel good about it? I don't know. It's, it's an away trip. It's the first game of the season. I think TK and I don't want to I can't remember the exact wording, but they're kind of treating this like as the last preseason game because that very next week we've got an off week, we've got a bye week. So they're kind of going to try to work out the kinks, I believe, in this first game to, so that they can be prepared further on into the season. Do you recall that at all from him saying that or am I just crazy? Yeah, um, I think you're right. Certainly, we will see them competing for a win. Um, I don't think fans need to worry that, like, by preseason, anybody means um, that they won't be doing what they think is the best thing they can do competitively to come away with as many competitive points as they can get. Um, what what we mean by that, I assume, what TK you know means by that is that after this game, you have an extended period that will be really similar to your preseason portion of training right so this is a game that they will be looking a lot of information out of about themselves right um that's the biggest thing to me about it being like a similar to a you know quote-unquote preseason game mm -hmm. um they're going to be trying um to learn as much as they would from a preseason game um, and then they're going to workshop that and make changes before um, they then have to really hit the ground for a long stretch of matches where they'll no longer have that opportunity, that that time and training to really, you know, tweak and and manipulate what they what they want to do exactly. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've heard that Kane uh, Thomason might be a very promising coach, but keep in mind, this is his first game as a head coach in MLR, just as, I mean, same as Scott Matthew, right? But Scott Matthew has a proven track record um, in the Curry Cup level of doing more with less. And he's coming over here with a pedigree of um, doing very, very well in the Curry Cup with a team with lesser talent, if you will, um, competing against the big boys. So 
Uh, we'll just have to see what happens on that front. I feel good about the game, even though it's away, even though, you know, there's other, these other factors. Um, again, NOLA beat us twice last year. It's the only team that beat us twice. Um, so that kind of leads me into my point of what I think is important for the key to the game here. And that's going to be let mm -hmm. the revenge fuel you. Okay. All of our players that were, you know, coming over from, you know, that were on our team last year that are going to be playing in this <laughs> game. Keep in mind that this is the team that really helped knock you off course from the playoffs. Um, and another thing that did that is also you didn't win enough away games. So both of those things combined should be in the back of their minds and they should be telling their compatriots on, on this team that were not here last year. These are the MFers that uh, kept us out of the playoffs last year, keep, uh, kept us from winning a shield. So let's go down there and whoop their ass. Um, that's how I feel about my key to the game. I think it's about revenge this week. Uh, I don't know if that's on the bulletin board for our boys. Um but um, I think that would be very helpful for them to use that uh, that emotion and and uh, and feel very good about going down there to NOLA and uh, coming back with a win. What is your key to the game, David? Yeah, my key to the game is don't get disrupted. Um, okay. We can defeat New Orleans if we follow our game plan. Um, I, I'm sure we haven't seen exactly what it's going to look like, but I'm confident it's a very effective one. Uh, the problem is that any team with Cam Dolan on it <laughs> is going to be able to disrupt you in every phase of the game, especially in the line out and around the fringes. He, he tests your fringe defense. He can pick and go off the, the scrums. We're talking about USA's eight man. He's closing in on 60 caps. Cam Dolan is six and a half feet tall, and he's an absolute force. Not only is he a really physical player, he's also one of the most high IQ players you're going to see out there. Um, he consistently makes really clever, really uh, problematic decisions for the opponents. So don't let Cam disrupt you too much. Deal with it. Shut down the disruptions. Um, gather yourself. Play your game. And we've got to convert and score points when we're down in their half. I think we do that, minimize disruptions, and convert our opportunities. We're good to go. It's almost amazing that we went this far into this uh, preview without talking about Cam Dolan until just now because he is an absolute force. Um, he is a man to be reckoned with, and he is definitely one of the best forwards in MLR, no doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, they have to keep tabs on him for sure. I mean, every single game he's in, you got to keep tabs on number eight. I mean, he's just so talented and, uh, like you said, so experienced with the USA Eagles. I mean, 60 caps is nothing to just kind of shrug your shoulders at and say that's no big deal. Yeah, and he's one of the he's one of the I don't want to say one of the few players, but he's one of the players on the USA who doesn't look a little bit in over his head when he's playing at the international level. He's he plays comfortably at that level, the pace, the athleticism. I mean, he is that just that caliber of a player through and through, um, and he really can mess up anything. He'll block your kicks. He'll intercept your passes. Yep. He'll pick and go off the scrum and bump three guys you know, on his way to the try line, he creates problems and he's really, really disruptive in the line out, jumping up and just refusing to let you have your own ball. So we saw him always somebody close. to keep an eye on. Yeah, we saw him up close and personal last year in that NOLA game at home where they beat us and broke our hearts. And I was hoping that he would have just took an early flight to England because I remember like a day or two later, he had to go join the USA team over there in, uh, in England in the UK, uh, UK there. 
And I was just thinking, like, ah, it would have been better if he wasn't playing this game because maybe we had a chance to win it. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he was playing, and he played just like you would expect. It would play very well, unfortunately, in that loss last year. So, again, a lot of payback that we can bring to these guys uh, at their place um, this week. So, uh, very exciting times for our Free Jacks. Um, so, we've gone over keys to the game. We've talked about, you know, NOLA as a team. Let's jump into our predictions before we get out of here. Um, my prediction is we're going to win by two tries. So I think the final score is going to be 17 for NOLA, 31 for the Free Jacks. I feel good about this one. I'm not really worried. Uh, and maybe this is kind of foolish. You know, this is a team that beat us twice last year, but I don't think this is the same team. That team last year was two points away from going into the playoffs, but they've had key departures all over the field. And also their main man who's been there since the very beginning, Nola Nate Osborne is gone. So I feel like this team, unfortunately for them, is it's going to be like a race towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference with them in D.C., so I feel good. I think we've got them at the right time early in the season to just knock them out right now um, in this particular game. And I feel like we're going to win by two tries. What do you think, David? Um, I'm looking at New Orleans 20, New England 25. Okay. Uh, I do think that um, it's it's difficult to come right out of the gate with a really – true like shutdown defense i think you know i think both teams are going to score uh, i think we probably have better finishing and we'll be able to get more tries on the board um and that we will uh win that way i'll, I'll even be bold and i'll say we're going to win out wide i think we're going to win um thanks to ball scored by our back three our wingers our fullback um so i think that'll put us over the edge and oh god i can't wait how excited are you phil <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, again, we've been very patient. Everybody needs to give themselves a round of applause that's watching this uh, when you do watch it because we're here. I mean, the season's about to start. This is round one. So all of our hopes and dreams are still intact at this point uh, for all fans all across MLR, including the Free Jacks. Um, everybody's uh, hasn't lost a game yet. So it's, it's very exciting times. And uh, we've made it. It's it's so awesome. We're going to be doing this for at least another, what, 18 weeks or something like that. So uh yeah, should be a lot of fun and cannot wait and go free jacks. Um, and I've got two words for everybody before we get out of here in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. Woo. Let's ride. Huzzah Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. Got a very special guest with us today. We finally reeled him in. His name is Ollie Engelhart. He is a, 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 a employee, I guess is probably the best way to describe it at this point, of the Free Jacks. Of course, we got Dave McVeigh here with us, Big Brain Dave, Diamond Dave, Outrider Dave. How the hell are you guys? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Start to be here. I, uh, I've i never shied away from this, guys. I was just waiting for the formal invite. So, yeah. Uh, I'm doing well. We should start with an apology. I apologize for spreading rumors about Ollie on the yeah. internet that he was ducking the show. Friend of the show has always been happy to come on. Absolutely. Um, I was sent a Reddit post. I told you this. I sent a Reddit post saying Ollie's, Ollie's not joining us. He's, like, he's hiding from us. He doesn't want to join. I'm like, I'm always in. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm down for anything. Sorry. Well, yeah. From I, that day to now is like a week and a half. So yes, you, like, you made it happen. We, we appreciate it. Brilliant. Yes. So, so glad you're here. Um, and let's talk about, first and foremost, where are you from? I grew up in Hong Kong. So that's home for me. Um, I've been in New England now for seven, six, seven years now. So it's uh, 
this is this has been my this is home base this is where i'm at what is your origin story with rugby living in hong kong yeah i i, I started playing rugby about the time i started walking so um hong kong's got you know it's a was a british colony for a long time it's a very big expat community and um i was fortunate enough to have a, a really good community based in hong kong around the rugby field so uh, started playing rugby when I was about three or four years old. Um, you know, and, and it was a social life. It was, you know, you, every Sunday morning you have youth rugby and you just go up the ages. You gets a little bit later. So those uh, 7 a.m.s for my for my mom uh, down at the rugby field, that kind of that as you get older, that gets a little bit later. And then Hong Kong has a really robust kind of youth development pathway. So, uh, you know, lots of different club teams uh, that have formal matches and tournaments that are really about festivals each, each time they come together every weekend for, you know, half the year. So it's a, a really big rugby community. And, I, I you know, for me, rugby actually was just really about fun. And then it wasn't about competition until much until I got much older. Um, you know, I had a lot of other interests growing up. So it was it was some it was one of the many things I did, but it wasn't my only thing. I never really expected to be in, in a rugby program full-time coming out, uh, you know, growing up. So that was never the goal, but I was stoked to be where I am now. Gotcha. All right. Uh, can you talk about your shift from being a player with the Free Jacks and now into an executive position? How did that transition come about and, and what's going on with that now? Yeah. So uh, I've, I, it's really actually, I've, I'm doing the same thing. I just have a little bit more time in my hands. So since, uh, since the Free Jacks and such, you know, you know I, I was back in Hong Kong. I was training with the Hong Kong Sevens team. I was working. Um, I was working for a consulting firm with some of uh, China's largest tech companies, and um, you know, thought that's where my life was. And back in Asia, um, you know, working working in that environment. When Mags gave me a call uh, in about November of 2018, right when the Freejects were starting up, he had this idea, and he said, "You know, we're looking for a scrum half. Would you Would you want to come over? You know, um, can you get on a plane?" I said, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, I want to pursue a career. I want to learn. I want to continue learning. And, um, and so the opportunity to come on and help grow the business side, uh, kind of with Eric and Mags came at the same time. And they said, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's jump on board. We could use the help. And um, I caught on a plane about two weeks later. So I've been here since then. Um, and uh, yeah, no. So I, I, that's sort of to start with, I had this double role, you know, I was an operations associate to start with. It was um, it was Mags and myself, and uh, we kind of started chugging along into the into the Kara Cup, you know, getting our hands dirty with how do we bring these Irish teams here? How do we how do we get this going? And 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 then at the same time, I, I had the opportunity to train. Back in those days, we were training at four thirty a.m. out in Bedford. That was uh, for me. It was brilliant because I never had to switch time zones. <laughs> I came in. <laughs> I came in and it was the next day we had training at 4.30. I was like, oh, brilliant. I'm, that's my afternoon. I just stay, I just work the nights and stay up. And then, um, you know, so I, I kind of had that. And then we, you know, we got the Kara Cup underway and it was brilliant. So it, into the, into the MLR season, it's been the last two years, it's been fantastic. You know, just learning as a player and, and growing and developing. I, had a, I think that Kara Cup showed me as a player, I have a, I had a long way to go to get to where I wanted, where my standard was and where I wanted to be. Um, and so, you know, I had the two seasons in MLR to try and to give it a crack and had a really good time. And I think truthfully, it was just the balance. So at the same time, you know, we had, we went through the, the pandemic and uh, the 2021 season, my role is kind of a little bit hands, hands in multiple pots and uh, trying to grow the organization in a lot of different ways. So the, the experience was one of, you know, great learning for me um, and learning about how to balance, you know, the on-field 
with the off field. And, and this year, I uh, came to the point where you know I, I probably I didn't get maybe as much opportunity as I wanted as a player, but you know where I where I thought the organization needed me was let's let's grow this thing. Like this is the year that we need to we need to fill up the stadium. We need to we need to get our brand out there. We need to become a New England sports team. And we need that, that that brand to be recognized around New England. So that's where I'm at this this year and that's where my that's where I'm trying to grow it. What does a day in the life of Ollie, the director of marketing, look like on a day-to-day basis? Oh man, no day is the same. <laughs> uh, a thousand tabs, um, you know, 121 <laughs> different applications, um, illustrated. <laughs> it's a whole range. Every day is a little bit different. You know, we this year especially, you know, we, we're trying to create really good systems and rely on those systems to grow this, and then always coming up with new ideas to try and get our brand out there. So, you know, every day is we, we've got to hit our benchmarks for what we're trying to achieve within our community. That's not our number one. And then we have to ask ourselves, how do we get, how do we utilize this community and how do we grow this community to expand and continue to bring in new members? And that's really the goal. So we're looking at how do we get our brand into, um, you know, into the, the discourse of New England sports? How do we get our brand into, um, you know, the population here in Boston? We're 20 minutes away from the city now. That's right, right. You know, that's what we want people to be coming for that weekend experience. Um, you know, how do we create memorable experiences? How do we get that? How do we expand our market? Um, and that's really, uh, how we do that is <laughs> really, really pretty posters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, helps, right? <laughs> uh, you know, lots of different ways, but um, you know, every, every day is a little bit different. Okay. Uh, I think Mags pretty much said the, the same thing the first time that we had him on, like no day is the same with, you know, this kind of like a startup company with uh, rugby uh, as the, the focus uh, entertainment. Um, talk to us about your journey designing and releasing the new Jacks kit for MLR 2022, which is absolutely fire. It's the best one yet. Um, I was one of those guys. It was like the cold era uh, kit is the best one. There's no way that they could top that. But of course you have. And, and uh, I, I almost exploded, like literally when I saw the new kit, it just looks amazing. So tell us about that. Yeah. So we, we had this idea, actually, we, we've had the design really kind of wrapped kind of done since the end of last season we knew what we wanted to do because we've gone through you know i loved the 2020 kit it was iconic it was so it was so classic right it was that um the white card the thick stripes but the 20 the, the 2019 carrot cup kit was it was new it was fresh it kind of was that, that like modern vibe so all right is there a way we can kind of keep keep the classic look and then have a little bit of a twist to try and make it as fun as that carrot cup design was and I think this cap, you know, we went back to the thicker stripes, but this is a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, a, multi, a thick pattern of equal stripes instead of a, the 2020, we still had the thicker blue and the thinner white and red. Um, and then truthfully, like we were asking, like, what can we, what can we do to help tie in our community onto our dream? You know, we, we represent New England. How do we do that in actuality? So this year we had the idea, we want to represent every club in New England. In on one of our jerseys, so we, we did our you know we tried to do our research. We captured as every club that is active and playing rugby in New England um, is on the white is on our is on our club jersey, the white the white stripe. Um, and I'm stoked to see that one when it comes in. And then the other one was you know the member jersey. So we have we've wanted to do a red jersey every single year, and it's like all right, how can we how can we like get a little bit closer to the red jersey? And I thought this is it. All right. We've got we've got to jump in. Let's make a splash. Let's get our members' names on there, um, and uh, I think that I'm so excited to see that one. 
that's gonna be like that's the special spice. Like that's when you play New York. That's when you that's when you like, like the rivalry matches. That's the red jersey. Do you would, know? I'm just gonna jump in. Do you know if one of those has been more popular in terms of sales to fans so far? The red jersey has been on fire. Interesting. Um, the home, I think the home and the away, the home and the red. So our home stripe, the blue stripe, um, yep. with the player names on it. So this year we're running a, a promotion right now just for the next two weeks where you can add a player name for no cost. We want to create celebrities. We want our players to become, you know, memorable in the community. You, you buy a Tom Brady jersey, you don't buy a, you know, a Patriots jersey. So, you, so we want to do the same for our players. We want that to be celebrated um, and it create a little bit of fandom around, celebrate them as, as individuals and their brand. Uh, so that was the idea around that. But then the, the member jersey has done very well. Actually, I think we've done more. I think we've done more jersey sales in the last two weeks this year than we had than we had since that first jersey release in 2020. Nice. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Exactly what you want, right? Um, yeah. So, so uh, I went on record on the show a couple episodes back and said I did not want to see a red primary kit, but after that episode, I was like, you know what? That those old school Patriots jerseys look pretty sick. But I think you guys did it so well with incorporating the other colors into the red jersey that it makes it like even better you know what i'm saying like it, it eased my concerns about a, a red jersey but um let's move over to uh what was your favorite moment from last season and your overall impression of the jack's first full season my favorite moment was we we had a first mlr match at home for the very first time ever that was that's three years in the making yeah. That was that match alone was three years of work to get to, um, and every year it felt like you know a little bit further away because we had we were three days away in 2020 when everything kind of got pushed away. So to get that to get that home game was truly like you just felt like a sense of accomplishment from that. Um, yeah. It was a big moment. I I know I showed up like two hours early, as like as soon as the gate opened, basically, and just walked around on the bleachers, just taking pictures of people warming up and just taking it. You know, I needed a couple hours to calm down so that yeah. I could actually enjoy the rugby match. You know, it was it was big. And it's so it's so tough because we want we wish that you know that first game in twenty twenty was sold out. You know, we had two thousand five hundred seats that was sold out. That was our St. Patrick's Day festival. It was absolutely full. You know, we kind of had come in really hot with the hair cup. We had that momentum. Um, and it was tough because we couldn't open it up. Uh, we, we could, we bare, we just barely were able to have with our capacity. We had, to, we had to increase the stadium capacity so much just to have our season ticket holders wow. able to attend without any limit. So we, we massively overexpanded the stadium just like we, because we built the Weymouth Stadium every year just so that we could have that, that 1250 of our season ticket holders in the venue. Oh, wow. um, which was you know, we, we were able to get it off and i think that I, like I, like you said i i didn't think i didn't sleep for like three or four days i think i had i think on the day my, i had my phone in my pocket most of the day where i was on the phone and i had recorded something like 17 and a half miles um actually you know what that's a lot i was, I was playing that day <laughs> so, <laughs> it was the, it was the next it was the one i was the next weekend when i wasn't playing and i was so nervous that it was the second game and i wasn't playing that's when i did 17 and a half miles wow but the, the first one, yeah, no, I was on the roster that weekend. I forgot about that. It, yeah, it was a special moment. I think the crowd was really, really into it as well. I mean, we're talking about the culmination of dreams from people that, you know, have lived their entire lives hoping to pull for a professional rugby team in New England. So 
it was electric in that crowd, man. Oh man, oh, it's so good. <laughs> that's really, that's that was that was really special. For, it was loud. It was really loud. Like it felt. <laughs> It felt loud. I think there was also the Vuvuzelas, which helped. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. So took a couple. Took a couple matches for those to get taped yeah. down, and the message spread. Nah, I think probably no Vuvuzelas. <laughs> we let that one settle. <laughs> it was good. Um, on the pitch and off the pitch, what are your what do you consider a successful season this year for the Jacks? The key is to to sell out the stadium. No, we're in we're new home in Quincy. We've got to fill that venue. That, that has to become a fortress, right? Not only for the team to feel that success, but also from a business, that is our goal. Every day we're gonna come in and say, how can we get more people to experience this? How can we get more people to fall in love with this with this community and join and get into the mode, get inspired by what we do? Because we believe it's a really fantastic event. We think it, we think we can do better than we've done last year and we have to do better. And, and that, I think, Growing that community is so essential to this. So every success for us is fill the venue, make that make that an electric experience for every single person that comes in the door. So they there that is unforgettable. Gotcha. That's on all. the field. On the field, you know, you, you gotta take it week by week. I, I love what they're doing with the with what Scott and Mike are doing with the team this year. Um, I got our training is way tougher than it was last year. So it's uh, I've, I've not been there. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's been uh, they're, they're that's, that's remarkable just because I feel like the Free Jacks were one of the fitter teams in MLR last year. I mean, we saw over and over their ability to just keep 100% competitive through 80 plus minutes. Yeah, so that's the, that's the motivation this year is we want to be we want to be uh, pick up the tempo and lots of time of ball and play. Is, I don't know too much, but you know, I'm not I'm not tuned in day to day. I've kind of got my head down on the marketing side this year, but. Um, what I do know is that the, the, the motivation behind the team, the game plan this year is we want to play high tempo with lots of ball and play. So for the fans, that means, you know, you guys, that's more exciting rugby to watch every match. Um, but, you know, we want to, we want to, they want to tire the other teams out. They want to play a lot of rugby. Um, so that trainings have been pretty tough. <laughs> so it's, uh, they're working hard. They're working really hard. Good. Excellent. And that's all very exciting news. And I'm going to throw it over to Dave. I appreciate your time and you'll be talking to me uh, shortly here. All right. Yeah. So we already talked about this a little bit, but last last year, 2021 season, you designed what was the best jersey in the league. And what made you decide to do it three times this year? That just seems kind of disrespectful to everybody else. I think I think, you know, but there's a there's a fourth one coming as well. So um, I hope we I hope we knock that one out of the park. I'm excited to see see that one come in. Uh, but no, it's, you know, I think we've got to set we've got to continue to embody what new england is you know we we would like to set the standard you know we don't always we're going to miss the mark sometimes but when we can we want to be we want to be creating we want to be creating energy for our community that's through social media through you know it, it i wish we had those jerseys they're they're, they're being they're still uh, in production um but we, we i wish we had those jerseys to do a you know a dynamic jersey uh, event like we had in 2020 um right once we're out of the pandemic, I hope that our members can have the opportunity to do, you know, member events regularly the same way we did in, in the first year. Um, but, you know, I think you just got to continue to have fun with it. That the jerseys are, are who we are, right? Like, well, that's what we wear. That's what, that's who we embody. That's, that's who we represent. Um, and so there's a lot of care and time that goes into to, to designing those. And um, 
you know, lots of back and forth with with uh, the our, you know our, our staff and and feedback. All feedback is good. You know, we go through lots of iterations and um, and work with Paladin team who are fantastic. So it's it's it comes out, and uh, I can't wait to see that fourth one. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Um, are, is is the one of the things I love about the jersey the most is the hoops and collar combination. It's very classic. Is that pretty unanimous in like the team feedback? Are you a classic jersey guy? Are you like the main classicist? I like so. I I I I love. I think the classic is what we embody. You know, it, it, we kind of set that standard, and it is. It, it it really captures what New England is. It has that history. It's deep. It's enriched. But then you can you can have some fun with it as well. It's a place that's not afraid to you know to change and adapt and grow. Um, you know, and and so the the classic hoops and collar that is timeless. Um, what I will say is I I have the we can have some fun. And the, we're trying things out with the cotton jerseys. Um, the weekender, yeah. the weekender is my absolute favorite one right now. And I would love to see some kind of, like maybe in a few years, like we we bring in some special elements into the the playing kit with some of the kind of fun that we're having with our with our cotton jerseys. Yeah, I think that sounds awesome. I have one of the cotton jerseys, the alarm one. Um, I think they're really cool. I was I was excited to see that line come out. So I'm all yeah. for it. Anything to tie them into the team jerseys. I love the cotton jerseys are stellar. Like we we found this. Um, you know, it's the Canterbury get found the Canterbury manufacturer that does it for us. There, it's beautiful. Um, and so I hope we can kind of continue to expand that. Folks are buying them, are picking them up all over the, the world. So it's um, I hope we can kind of tie in some some of that into who we are. It's it's rugby, right? It's you're selling yeah. the game of rugby with what you wear yeah and you can and you can walk around and if you're all the old boys and old girls who wear them can say no it was this it was we would play in these we would play rugby in these we should do we should do an old school game where like you we're in the we're it's the weekender versus the alarm or something like that in the country yeah, absolutely that'd be absolutely it'd be great get all the photo get all the photographers out you know get some really good pictures that'd be a great time Currently, um so what are some of your favorite jersey designs from either around MLR or internationally? Like who who do you think, you're, you're an expert here, who do you think has an awesome jersey? Whether it's like, you know, Argentina's classic style or like Stade Francais getting real weird every year. I was going to say Stade Francais because I, I love the pink and blue. I thought the pink and dark blue, I think that's just... You gotta you gotta go wild when you have those guys. Yeah. I, I love that. I think that's my personality. Um, I don't know. Like there there's some there's some beautiful kits out there, and every year they 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 change. And um, I liked the uh, the Northampton Saints kit this year. They're white with uh, blue and uh, green and gold. I thought that was quite nice. Um, you know, I I don't know. I I'm not the expert. I. I I've looked at a lot of a lot of kit that it all kind of blends together. Yeah, um, you pull inspiration. I found a, a 1996, my birth year, Hong Kong Sevens jersey. When I was doing the research this year for for some inspiration designs, I found it on eBay for I think like fifty five dollars, and I was like, I'm buying it. I bought it. It showed up the next day, and I like worked like two days straight. Um, That's awesome. It was, it was a short sleeve cotton. I was like, oh, we got to make some. We got to make these as well. Um, I think, excellent. Yeah, sorry, I thought the old school embroidery as well. I thought that's really, really, really classic. 
don't know. I, I, I'm a, I, I go two ways, right? I like the really, for my personal taste, I like the really out there, um, the, you know, the pink and blues, or I like the very classic, um, you know, one color kits, you know, single, uh, single color with the color. Um, then I, I'm not, I don't know too many of them. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I tend to, I, I think there's nothing wrong with the classics. You can really put together a, a solid Jersey. I advocate for hoops for my club every year. I'm like, we should just do hoops. Let's do hoops. The big rat, the cartoon rat is cool, but what if it was just hoops? Um, but if you're going to get weird, get real weird, like get go, weird. go uh, you know, yeah. floor it. Cause then people will love it. Right. It's like, they're, they're going to fall in love with the weirdness and they're going to have fun with it. I feel like it's the ones that are like, Oh, let's just put like one element. It's like, no, go for it. Or, 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 you know, go classic. Like, yeah. and you know, like I said, with the classic, we have some fun. We're stylish. We're, 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 we're mixing and matching, but. Um, Absolutely. You can do, you can be classic and still innovative. Exactly. Like you can still do something new and interesting, but have those elements that exactly. make it just obvious, you know, obviously a classic Jersey. Yeah. Um, my next question is related to your shirt a little bit. This one comes from my children. What does Woody eat? He thrives on good vibes, good food, good beer, and great rugby. <laughs> oh, I, Woody and I have a lot in common. Yeah, exactly. He's he's, he's your classic, uh, you know, your rugby aficionado. He's your classic rugby knowledge. He's um, he he lives off the energy of our community. You know, that's what he's he's been waiting for this for for a millennia. He's come out of the woodworks. He come out of the woods to be part of what we're building here. And that's, he's here because he, he feels the energy that we're building. So it's, uh, you know, that's what he's here for. And that's what he's, he's thriving on it. Like we Excellent. all are. <laughs> he's like a good times energy vampire. Exactly. I love it. Don't get this guy near a dead concert. He might, you know, <laughs> grow to 300 feet tall. Um, that's great. Uh, I know that you work really hard around the office um what do you do and all of you guys are absolutely busting hump especially this time of year i'm sure um what do you do to unwind when you have a little bit of time to yourself away from rugby oh man this year i'm skiing a lot uh, oh not as much as i want to be but i love skiing uh when i was at school i was skiing you know five six days a week um yes uh, i don't know I, I wish i wish i had a little bit more of a social life <laughs> the last three years but pandemic and rugby oh, that is a little bit too much right now um, I cook a lot. I love my social life is I have friends around for, for a, a nice meal, you know, a Sunday roast, uh, beef Wellington, you know, big, big cooks. And we, I love to love to do something special and, and uh, have, have different friends around for a nice meal. That's a, that's a, that's a something like, you know, something special we do on a Sunday nights or Wednesdays. And um, yeah, I see staying nice. fit and, uh, you know, I love to run and uh, do a lot of exercise and sorry. Oh, yeah, not not too much else, but those are the big ones. So yeah, you sound like a gracious host, which runs into my next question. This one, I asked my wife, hey, Becky, what should I ask Ollie tonight? And she said, I don't know. Why don't you just ask him how he manages to always be so nice all the time? So how do you do it? What's just what's the secret to your your glowing personality? I love coffee. No, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I just I like to smile. I've always liked to smile. It's um, it's been a you know you, you can find the joy in what you do and you get passionate about it. And um, I think that's uh, truly, uh, you know, there's no reason not to be happy about what you do. Um, I get to I get to be involved in a rugby organization. I don't know if there's much to complain about, you know, it's, we're, we're playing a really fun game and um, you know, every little bit of energy is, is positive. So you, st you stay positive and you, 
you focus on what you can do and and then you know the only it only i think externally with fans you know you have to be that energy is contagious and and if you're positive they're going to be positive and, and if, if you have the if you make somebody else smile they're going to have a, they're going to remember that and they're going to they're going to want to come back so um i think that's that's really the essence of it excellent so fans if you see ollie around the stadium say hi you're gonna always get a high back. He's always good for a chat. So always, yeah. Say hi. Say you know. Tell me about like. You, you, tell me. Tell me a reason why we can improve as well. Like that's every everything we, uh, we're trying to learn and grow and and um you know we want we want to be part of that. We want, we want you to be part of that. So um, that's the Excellent. key. To um, my last question. It's only a couple weeks until the season starts. When this comes out, I think it'll really just be about a week. Um, we'll be right into it. Um, and just a month and a half until the huge home opener march 12th against toronto i know you have some big things up your sleeve hinted about it a little bit earlier already what can you tell fans about the weekend the festival there and what they can look forward to and start hyping their friends about i'm i'm beating the drum at work i know yeah. there's other fans that are too you know telling guys you know march 12th let's all go it's it's going to be a great time not true for if if somebody new comes to the game and they didn't know rug, rugby was happening, that is okay with me. <laughs> I, <laughs> and they come away thinking that is a fantastic event that they went to because there's live music, there's you know great bars, there's, um, you know, <laughs> there's performances, there's entertainment, there's live action. If you didn't know what rugby was and you didn't even see a second of the game, you're still going to have a great time. And that's really what we want to create. So, uh, you know, our focus, is we're, we're going to build a lot around the music. We're going to build a lot around the entertainment side of things. Uh, lear we're learning a lot from other, you know, other professional sports teams, other teams around the league on what they do. And, and we have to create a festival around this game because it's about bringing people from everywhere, from all walks of life together to celebrate. But the rugby is just one part of that. So it's going to be a, you know, we're trying, trying a lot of different things and um, being, having a lot of fun. Awesome. Sounds amazing. I cannot wait. I am so excited uh, to get back to Quincy uh, and Veterans Memorial Stadium. Um, it's hard to believe that it's it's here again, even though at the same time, it feels like it's been forever. Exactly. I cannot wait. Yeah, so we got just a couple more things for you and we'll get you out of here, Ollie. Um, give us your best Boston or American accent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Boston or American, because I can do. There's, there's, I have Your choice. Your Dealer's choice. choice. Oh man, the thing is, like, you're on. I'm on the spot, so there's like only a few things jumping to mind. But it's like, uh, you got Smart Park. <laughs> That's good. The, the Smart Park, yeah. Smart Park. Yeah. Smart Park. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> Pick me up some dunk. Oh, no, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> you swing by donkeys. Okay. Give me some donkeys <laughs> on the donuts. <laughs> so I want to open the floor for you. Um, you know, any type of message that you want to send to all the Rangers out there prior to the start of the season? We, we can't do this without you. You know, it's like you guys are our core, our core group. You know, we, the team, the players, the staff, the front office, we thrive off of your energy. And what you guys do is the, the essence of what we are, right? If, we, if we're creating that energy and we're bringing people together, that is what we, we're doing. Um, we need everybody's help to grow that. Tell your friends, tell your family, you know, get people excited. Um, 
it doesn't have to be about rugby. It's a beer festival. It's a food festival. It's whatever it is. It, it doesn't have to be about rugby. And uh, we really do want folks to kind of come and enjoy the experience because other people are enjoying it. Um, you know, people thrive off of a good time. So uh, we need you. We love you and, and help us spread the joy. Perfect. I love that answer. Um, let's talk about one word association real quick. So I'm going to say a word or maybe two words. And the first thing that pops in your mind, just throw it back at us. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Hong Kong. Home. Mags. The man. <laughs> New England. Home too. <laughs> John Poland. My main man. <laughs> the, the magician. The magician. All right. Dartmouth. Um, yeah. Unforgettable. Woodgy. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> and Jack's Rangers. The people that keep us going. Nice. Love that. <laughs> This has been awesome, man. I appreciate you so much uh, coming on here with us and being so gracious with your time. This Absolutely. Is... And we're going to say one word to get out of here. Uh, I think you know what it is. In three, two, one, huzzah. 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 All right, Rangers, tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Interact with us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure that you're liking and commenting on our graphics that we post quite frequently. Really enjoy making the graphics for you guys out there. Wanted to get into how great of an interview Ollie was. Really appreciated him have, coming on to the show. I'm sure you guys enjoyed that one as well. So it is Revenge Week, guys. Before we get you out of here, wanted to say hashtag beat NOLA, hashtag Revenge Week. Let's get it baby thing before we get out of here is going to be as always today in american revolutionary war history in 1776 the continental congress directed that no apprentices be listed for military service without written consent of their master or mistress so that is just you know someone that is applying themselves learning a trade is not allowed to enlist for military service without the permission of the person that is teaching them that trade very interesting revolutionary war quote our properties within our own territories should not be taxed or regulated by any power on earth but our own highly agree with that one um, thomas jefferson was the, the person who said that hashtag beat nola hashtag revenge week go get them free jack we will see you guys next week for discussion on round two and then the reaction uh, and analysis to the NOLA game. Hopefully this is a big W to start round one. Saddle up. Let's ride. Huzzah. Woo!